It's time for... That I'm proud to be an American Where at least I know I'm free Joe, as a uh, American yourself, I assume, right? You weren't yes. uh, born in, like, uh, Soviet Russia or anything like that? No, born and American, raised USA. American-born, I'm assuming? Yeah. So you, yeah. you uh, as a, uh, a proud American, right? Uh, mm. Although Wisconsin-born, but we don't need to talk about that. We'll keep that. That wasn't uh, of my decision. I would have been born in Minnesota, like a, like a good American. It's a tw- There's a 20, like or no, there's like a 72-hour rule. Like you, you, you might have uh, came out the canal in like uh, in Wisconsin, but really you were born and raised and loved. Well, loved is a strong word since yeah, we're yeah, talking yeah. Patty here. Yeah. Uh, but in Minnesota, you know, so I mean, you spent ninety nine. What percentage have you spent of your life in Minnesota? How long were you in Tennessee? Uh, s- three months, four months. No, oh, okay, that wasn't a lot. No, it was literally a like a uh, one oh well, one semester of college. Although you're, how old are you? I'm 27. 27. So if you spent, so that's almost a percent, that's a solid percentage of your life. That's crazy because it's only like four months, but that's a percentage of your life. And I technically spent three summers working at a camp in Wisconsin. Oh, So you, you've spent at least probably 3% of your life out of the state of Minnesota. Probably, yeah. Hmm. That's pretty crazy. I guess I I delivered uh, pizza in Superior, Wisconsin, for like four or five years. So I mean, I guess I spent a lot of time driving to Wisconsin and being in another state. That's kind of funny when you break down a percentage of your life of where you were at, because it might not seem like that much. But I guess like I spent probably forty um, percent of my life in God's country, Princeton, Minnesota, yeah. and then I probably spent forty uh, percent of my life in Duluth. And then, well, no, probably thirty percent of my life in Duluth, and then thirty percent other places. It's kind of, it's kind of fun to break down your life of where you've been. I'll have to uh, calculate that out when I'm bored on the break. But Joe, let's talk about your weekend. Everybody wants to hear what Joe Keyport does on the weekends. That's all anybody cares about. That's the only reason people come to the show is yeah. to hear what Joe Keyport did over the weekend. So, what did Joe Keyport do over the weekend? Uh, I canceled all my plans because I. Woke up with a sore throat, and I've been drinking tea ever since. Tea? Tea, yeah. you say? Why? Haven't you just figured out a way to just toughen up? Because tea helps. Did you get Did you get a humidifier, Joe? I, I haven't yet, no. That's how I know you're not a radio professional yet. Like, you're a news professional, obviously, but the radio professionals are the ones with that take care of themselves. You know, Joe, I don't drink, like, whiskey straight because um, I'm, I, I take care of my voice, you know? I don't yeah. drink this cold brew coffee. Um, st- yeah, I do drink that straight. And actually, I, <laughs> and actually, I do drink whiskey. Although, I like a little bit extra ice in my whiskey because I kind of like just a little bit of water as it melts in there. Same. But uh, I guess what I, I don't really, I don't smoke. I don't do anything like that. And I got a humidifier. That's why, because I, t- I like to k- take care of my voice in the middle of the night. Now, I'm guessing with the, you're in an old house. With an old furnace mm-hmm. and no humidifier in your room. Would I be correct to that? You are very correct. So yes. you're not taking care of your voice. No. So the tea, I mean, the tea's okay. It's better than nothing. But it's, it's, you're not really taking care of yourself as much as you should, Joe. I want to know, do you feel guilty this weekend about doing absolutely nothing? Uh, a little bit, just because I did have some, some important plans. 
Uh, we were going to re- finish recording some some horns on some o- uh, some old slash new National Park Service songs, and then uh, and then. So you let the band down. It wasn't a big thing. My my uh, the guy I was working with was like, we don't have to if you don't want to because I know with Omicron stuff, they all work you know jobs that don't really let them do what I can do, which is work from home. So he was a little nervous. Someone polled 5,000 Americans and asked if they ever feel guilty for taking a full day to do nothing over the weekend. Meaning you probably slept in or just kind of lounged around all day and got zero accomplishment and went back to sleep. According to the poll, most Americans don't feel guilty. Must be rough. (laughs) Must be rough. Yeah, I mean, I'll feel guilty if it's like a a nice Saturday and I obviously just didn't do anything. And I was like, man... This would have been the prime day to do X, Y, and Z, and then I'll usually get a little, little, little antsy. This is why I was telling my wife her brain likes to keep her lounging in bed while my brain won't let me, and we just have we just have opposite brains. So like on Saturday morning, it's uh, five thirty in the morning. I wake up. I wake yeah. up at five thirty in the morning. Uh, my body luckily lets me sleep in that extra like forty five minutes than the normal weekday. So well, I kind of nice. do. I like it. It's it tells me that clearly during the weekdays I really just need like forty five more minutes of sleep, but for some I'm not going to get it because you know I got to go to this stupid job that starts up at a stupid time. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I, I get up, and then five thirty I instantly get up and I I start something because if I don't start something right away my brain just explodes. I just die. I, I I'm assuming <laughs> I'm assuming that's what happens. I've never tested the theory, but I'm assuming I will die if I don't Seven. do something right away. Critical failure, you just flop face forward into the into the carpet and yeah, that's it. I just yeah. I instantly look at my phone to try to see if there's something uh, work wise that I could do for that morning. Um, I check all the stations. I uh, then get up and then I reluctantly let the dogs outside because the reason I say reluctantly is because once they once you like really get them up and going, then they're annoying all day, <laughs> and it's like ugh. But I I, I got to do it. I got to and you know I want my wife to be able to sleep in and be happy. You know I'm the greatest husband ever. That's that's already been a proven fact. So there's no doubts about that. And then I try to clean the house a little bit. Um, I try to clean my car a little bit, and then I try to find something to do. And by the time my wife wakes up, probably at about 9 or 10 a.m. Now, my wife works some late nights sometimes, so you never know um, what time, how late she's going to sleep in. And it's not because she's lazy. She just likes, she just needs uh, to sleep in. She stays up late. But I, I, so I'll go and do something, and then I'll be back before she even wakes up. So usually, I, I don't know, I'll go to uh, one of the stores, get something to go work, although some of the stores aren't open at like 6 a.m. when I wake up. So that's kind of uh, annoying. And I wondered to myself, do those businesses feel guilty about sleeping in on this day? Like, there's so much to get done, Joe, at 6 a.m. That's why yeah. you should wake up early every single day. I mean, I'm assuming a lot of those businesses, the people, that's their whole life. So I, I'm not going to fault them for wanting to sleep in on a Saturday morning well, or yeah, a Sunday morning. We don't care. Like, those people we care about. But, like, I'm talking Menards, dude. Like, if, if I'm going to oh. go to Menards or something that day in that morning super early, like... You're a big business. There's got to be at least <laughs> 10 people in the world that are waking up that early. But I guess not. And that's what that's why I think Minnesota winters kill me because I can't really do that much stuff or accomplish stuff outside. Like I can go outside, I can do something outside, I can shovel like if there's snow, but really I I if I need I want to accomplish something and if it's warm out and decent outside, I can always do stuff on the lake, accomplish pull up weeds, I can work outside. 
But when it's winter, like I don't, I don't want to do it. No, to be honest, it's, it's too cold to be outside. It's too cold to be outside. So 100. percent I wish I could be part of the 58 percent that don't feel guilty of taking a day off. But if I, if it's the weekend, I cannot take a full day off. I can I cannot even take four hours off. It's just not. Po- it's just not possible for me to do it and not feel bad about myself. Like I can't. I can't lie in bed for an hour. Well. My body also, I'm a 300-pound man, so I can't really lay in bed for too much longer than when I'm sleeping because my body just starts to, it's too big. You know what I'm saying, Joe? It's just yeah. too, it's too strong for the bed, <laughs> which I think I got, I got a wake-up call, funny enough here, like uh, two days ago, I think it was during the weekend, where I'm just lying in bed minding my own business. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not like super obese or anything like that. I'm, I'm just a strong man. But, uh. I woke up at like probably 3 a.m. to just a huge cracking sound. I was like, oh. And I, I get, so I get up and I was like, where did that come from? Yeah, it was one of like the pieces of wood that goes across the bed frame. You know, mm-hmm. I think we have an IKEA bed frame, which shouldn't surprise me uh, that it broke at some point. But I was like, come on, bed frame. Like, I was, <laughs> I, like I'm assuming I rolled around and maybe rolled around a little too aggressively and just absolutely just snapped the board. But I was like, oh. It doesn't seem very fair, and that's no. why. That's why, like I said, that's why you got to wake up early. Can't break things if you're up uh, an atom. Uh, so, according to this, you'd think as we'd age, we'd feel more guilty about it. But uh, evidently, the older you get, the less you feel guilty about taking. Probably because you understand like your mental health days. The problem is, if you feel guilty about it, you're not really helping your mental health overall. You're just feeling guilty about mm-hmm. it. So, Joe, I know you got a full weekend of just sitting around doing absolutely nothing, but don't feel guilty about it, Joe, because you do that at work anyways. That's true. You make a point. <laughs> Joe, th- <laughs> Joe, thanks for stopping on by, my friend, and we'll talk to you later in the 8 o'clock hour. See you then. That's Pine City Native Joe Keyboard here on WCMP. It's time for Why You Should Never Have Kids. Game Day Gilman, you might have heard this story from over the weekend. It's just, it's another great example, and I couldn't let it pass. So even though it happened uh, kind of like last week, I had to talk about it. I had to bring it up because it's just part, it's part of the bit. It's part of the segment. It's part of what I needed to talk about today. So let's say, what am I, 34? So I'm about seven years from being the age 40. I think when I'm 40, um, by the way, that's only six years, but beside the point. I think when I'm 40, I'll be significantly more mature. And by more mature, I mean absolutely not more mature. I don't think I'll change at all, in the slightest. I was talking to people yesterday. Everybody else kind of is feeling their age as they get a little bit older. Mm. Like the people around me are like, oh, you know, I'm kind of mid-30s and stuff like that. I still feel like I'm in my 20s. And I, I just, you know, I haven't been able to stop it. And I, I think it's a good thing, but maybe not. I don't know. I just don't think I'll ever mature. So this woman, age 41, so you think when you get to your 40s, you kind of got life figured out, and I think she does, because I don't have a problem with this. So she was evidently um, driving her son to a uh, COVID test, and she believed that he did have COVID, so she stuffed him in the back of the trunk and drove him to the testing site, so that way she wouldn't get COVID. Seems logical. I can't imagine a point... Where this isn't okay. 
You know, you can be like, well, it's not safe, you know. It's not safe to have a kid in the back of the car. Kid's like 13 years old. Raise your hand if you weren't, if you've never ridden in the back of a car's trunk while driving down the road. I'm raising my hand just for the bit, but I have multiple times. I mean, I've ridden in the back of a truck. Yeah, I've been in the back of the truck. I've been in the back of a trunk. I like, dude, come on. And I'm a big guy. And you know what? I survived. Now that my friends played some uh, prank on me while they were doing it. Um, so he had a uh, to- Toyota Paseo. Um, or Paseo doesn't matter. Small two door car, two seater. Couldn't fit like couldn't fit everybody in there. So we one of us rode. I just rode in the trunk. And since I'm big and fat and strong. Like, the chances of me dying in there are pretty slim unless somebody rear-ends the back of it. And even then, I'd probably just drive through their car. Because, you know, if I just flex my arm, you'll stop the car, and their car might even explode. Mm-hmm. It's probably what's going to happen. So, they were while we were riding, and I was riding in the back of that car, they were like, Joshua, just a heads up, heads up, heads up. Uh, we are getting pulled over right now. So just stay. He's like, just stay calm. Like, we're getting pulled over right now. And then they pulled over to the side of the road. They're like, okay, Joshua, he's coming up to the car door, and he wants us to pop open the trunk. And I was like, bruh. So they pop open the trunk, and then it was just the passenger that was standing there. It wasn't a cop or anything like that. We didn't actually get pulled over. They were just trying to pull. They were just They were just being funny, you know. <laughs> oh, man. They're so funny. Oh, man. It's such a great prank to pull on me. Oh, man, that was fun. It was so fun. I hate my friends. I've always hated my friends. I've hated them, but for a very long time. And I should have known some, something was off of some of my friends, you know. As time goes along, I kind of realize it. Some of them go in and out of jail. It's kind of like, oh, yeah. I kind of saw that coming, I guess, now that I think about it. Now that I figured it out. I'm like, yeah, yeah, they were a little sadistic throughout the years. Yeah, yeah, you know, we should have really saw that coming. And I think to Margaret and Ray Miron, and I think to myself, why would they let me hang out with these kids? They clearly had some issues. But old Margaret and Ray didn't care about Joshua. <laughs> Not at all. Let Joshua just get pranked all the time. Get bullied by these people. Now, granted, maybe to be fair, I was probably the biggest bully of them all. But that's beside the point. Let's let, let's let that go by. Mm-hmm. Is there anything wrong with her putting this kid in the trunk? Eh, nah. No, it's not. There's really not. It's not a big deal. Is it wrong overall? Yes, you're not supposed to. But guess what? Desperate times call for desperate measures. When they when when they pass this stupid law, yeah, I said stupid law about riding and being buckled up. That was that was passed for safety, but really it was just passed to take away your rights. You know, game day, Gilman. I wear my seatbelt every time I go somewhere because it was instilled with me by Margaret Miron. And I I, pre, I do appreciate her instilling that. I don't move anywhere without my seatbelt on, even just backing out of the driveway. No, I buckle up. It is Because once it becomes a habit, you just do it. Mm-hmm. And I and I, I like wearing the seatbelt. It doesn't bother me at all, and I feel safe. And that's because she wouldn't move the car growing up until we were all buckled in. No, she wouldn't. And if you unbuckle, she's pulling over real fast. <laughs> and she's going to make you buckle back up. Now, we never had to be, like, hit or anything like that because we were just great kids. Mm. Like, that's obvious. Um, but that – so it instilled me about the importance of wearing a seatbelt. But I'm a 100% freedom fighter when it comes to not having – that shouldn't be a law. If I want to die in a car crash by not wearing my seatbelt, that should be my own freedom. 
But no, we're going to pass the seatbelt law because some people don't like to wear them. And we have to punish everybody because of some... No. It doesn't... It does, And people will be like, well, what if you fly out and hit somebody? Yeah, I'll take that risk if I wanted to. Like, that's not... Seatbelt laws are 100% just to pull you over. I, and I said that. Fight me. Fight me if you want to. 15429 Pekegama Lake Road. But like I said, this is coming from somebody who wears a seatbelt every single time. And you won't, you won't catch me without one because I wouldn't. I'm a smart guy. I, I, I understand the science behind and the, the physics and stuff like that. And I want to be safe, so I wear my seatbelt. And once again, it was instilled uh, from basically childhood. So, But I, I, I'll still fight for everybody else's right to party. And that's the same with this instance right now. Is it okay to have your kid in the back of the car? It's not safe per se. But this is one of those weird circumstances. When they came out with the seatbelt law or the sitting anywhere without a seatbelt thing, they didn't think, oh, well, there's going to be a pandemic in like 20-some years, and maybe there's a chance that this lady's got to get to work to pay her bills to keep the heat on and stuff like that because they're no longer just letting you not, or get paid to not be there. And she doesn't want to get COVID, so what she do? Put her kid in the trunk. That's okay. That's that's part of life. It's called adapting. I'm sorry she adapted. I'm sorry she figured out a way to keep her and her kid relatively safe. Kid relatively safe. Yes. If they get rear-ended and the kid dies, a kid kid might die. That's that's a that's a possibility. But it's still a very, 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 very low percentage. And he could be in a seat buckled up and still die anyways now i'm i understand like i said that's why i wear my seatbelt this is percentages are pretty obvious that you have a way better chance of surviving with your seatbelt on but this is like a one-time thing and it's not a big deal she was charged with felony child endangerment and a warrant is out for arrest the son had apparently tested positive at home and she was just taking him to the site for additional testing so she had a reason to believe that he she should keep him away what, there was two options, Game Day Gilman, that she could have done. Two options here. She could have put a plastic bag over his head, which would kill him, or put him in the back of the trunk. So she went with the plastic. She should have went with plastic, evidently, according to this story. No, she went with the trunk. Now, I don't get why she didn't just, like, take the test for what it was worth and just kept the kid home for, like, the five, ten days or whatever. That's... That, that seems like the smart move. Seems like what you could have done. But this is, this she's going to, a felony. Charged with a felony because she didn't want to get sick and she kept her kid in the trunk. A 13 year, and it's a 13 year old kid. You know that kid wanted to be in the trunk. The kid's like, oh, yeah, that'd be fun, mom. Sure. I'll just go in the trunk. Like that, the kid got to ride in the trunk. How do they know if the kid didn't put himself in the trunk? I could have. But they, if the mom knew about it and drove, that's where they're like, Ooh, no, yeah, I know. Child's a dangerous. <laughs> kids, kids could get hurt. Own business. The kid could get hurt riding a jump into his bike at age 13. Your kid could break weight, probably more bones. That There's a higher likelihood a kid on a skate park getting hurt than this one time of a kid going through in the trunk to this site. There, it's. I, I hope the charges get lessened to, pretty, to be honest, to be nothing. Felony child endangerment is absolutely ridiculous for this one thing. There's nothing. It's not good. It's not great. But you kind of make do with what it is. Just like my parents having me in a lead paint-based room. It wasn't good. It wasn't great. But it is what it is. They didn't actually do that. But And, you know, the bit. It was kind of funny for the bit. Same with walking around the farm. 
I could have got kicked by a cow. Could get stepped. I could get killed by a cow. I get hit by a tractor. You can get hit by a vehicle backing up as a child. It was a dangerous place to be. My parents were in charge of felony child endangerment for making me be around cows while they're being milked. No. Everything's in, it's everything's dangerous, Game Day Gilman. This woman, 41 years old, didn't want to get sick. Of course, I've, I've seen people, like, people have died before because of COVID. So she didn't want to get sick and didn't want to endanger herself. So she just put her kid in the trunk for like a short drive. It's a short drive. And people are snitching. People always have to have their video out, taking videos of people coming out of trunks, you know, stuff like that. It's not like she kidnapped the kid. I highly doubt she she stuffed the kid in there. I guarantee the kid was willing. The kid was like, oh, okay. Challenge, mm-hmm. get out of here. We're from a generation game. We were the last generation that were allowed to ride in the back of pickup trucks. Now, to be fair, my mom never let me drive in the, ride in the back of a pickup, ever. My mom was very adamant against it, and so was my dad. Mm. Well, my dad wasn't as adamant, but he was still adamant about it because they knew people from in their young days that fell out of the truck and died. Mm. It happened. Mm. So my parents were very adamant about I couldn't ride in the back of the truck. So they cared about my safety a little bit. <sighs> but still, did I do it without telling them at some point? Probably. I'm not admitting that because now I podcast all these segments. So if they wanted to listen to it, they probably could. But I didn't do a lot. And if I did it, I did it very safely. I did it sitting flat with my back against the back of the truck. And I was smart about it because I'm not an idiot. Uh, And I take that back. I'm a little bit of an idiot. But felony child endangerment, that's stupid. That's absolutely idiotic. Kids, wear your seatbelt. Instill the seatbelt safety for kids. But every once in a while, kids just got to ride in the trunk, and that's just the way it's going to be. That's the way. Felony child endangerment is absolutely ridiculous. Um, probably should have just kept the kid home. There's probably better ways to do it, but it seemed to work. And as long as it's a pretty relatively strong car, good body, kid probably be fine. Game day. Thanks for stopping on by, my friend, and we will talk to you later. Sounds good. That's Game Day Gilman here on WCMP. It's time for, I'm not saying it's okay, but I understand. Those ladies love love Joe, how did you feel that time uh, Mercury was in retrograde? How did that affect you overall here? Uh, it affected me terribly, Joshua. I'm kind of surprised you'd bring that up at this time, but you know. Yeah, you sound like a person that it was affected with by Mer- Mercury retrograde right now. Um, I'm trying to see. So it begins back up. By the way, the first Mercury retrograde begins January 14th and lasts till February 3rd. And I'm just not ready for another retrograde, Joe. Mercury has been it's it 2021 with Mercury retrograde was just brutal. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It was a rough Mercury retrograde. It was tough, man. We I mean, we made it through. We made it through that one, but it was just it was just emotionally yeah. tough. Well, as Americans, we are survivors, but I don't I just don't want to deal with another one at this point. And, you, know? and you don't want to, and all of a sudden, boom, it's four days away. And that's why I'm here telling people. That's why I'm try- I try to bring up the bad news for everybody so they know about what we're dealing with in the retrograde. Now, do I really believe kind of in the Mercury retrograde thing? No, not in the slightest. And I, do I, am I making fun of people who do? No, absolutely not. You guys do you. You do you. Because I'm affected by a sports team. 
So you guys can be affected by whatever you want to believe in because they both can be right. I was watching this video study of the power of your brain, and it was they went to a – it was like a medical doctor thing, and they had people put something on their arm that they said was a chemical, and then they put it underneath a light. Now they were both placebos, and they both did nothing. But the fact that the people thought they were like going to be burned and stuff like that or feel it, the fact that the doctor was basically being like, hey, you should feel this, 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 their brain automatically felt that. And it got like worse and worse the more the doctor said it was going to get worse and worse. So I, I understand the power of the brain is absolutely insane. And, it, and, and so if you believe in the mercury retrograde and the fact that it's brought up and you're thinking about it, yeah, maybe, everything. Like I said, I'm affected by when the Minnesota Vikings, who just fired their head coach and GM here about five minutes ago, when I let them affect my day, I understand. I understand anything can affect your day. A new study found that the pull, the pull of the moon might actually affect our behavior. Yeah. Interesting. The study in Brazil, which um, I don't know. I don't know how many studies out of Brazil I, um, I trust or... No. I haven't been to Brazil. You've been to Brazil, haven't you, Joe? No, I've never been to Brazil. Have you been near Brazil? I've been to Haiti. That's the closest I've ever been to Brazil. And even then, I don't think Haiti's that close to Brazil. I don't know where Brazil is. That's one South of those ones I South always... South America. I always feel like is in South America. Yeah, which, one uh, of the bigger countries in South America. Let's let's pull out the map. Let's go to Bra- Brazil. Um, yeah. The reason I pronounce it that way, of course, is thanks to Fast and Furious. Mm-hmm. Um, speak well, a lot of Portuguese there, Joshua. That's what they speak in Brazil. Oh, I no, I I've never, never. I don't even know how you speak that. Oh, that's big. Why is it so big? Yeah. So they got states within the Brazil, though. It's like the state of the yeah, Amazonas, yeah. Uh, state of Rondonia, the state of Mato Grosso, um, the state of Mato Grosso do Sul. Um, tell me when I'm when I should stop, Joe. The state of Tucatins, uh, the state of Bahia. Um, did, did any <laughs> did that sound close? Like was any of those sound pronounced? Like I pronounced them right? Uh, probably state of Mato Grosso do Sul probably was the closest, but I have no idea. Yeah, Brazil's state pretty big. S- Sao Paulo. So if I can't trust a study out of one of the biggest areas in South America, then I can't trust anything out of South America. So sure, I'll believe this study at least a little bit. Uh, The pull we get from them is only about a millionth of what we get from Earth, but they found plants and animals' eternal clocks still work even when other factors are removed. Like if it gets darker, the temperature doesn't change, so the rhythm of the moon's gravity might help keep those things in sync as well. So does this prove astrology right? Well, no. We already knew the moon's gravity affects us. If it didn't, the ocean wouldn't have tides. But there's still no proof it messes with decision-making or causes big mood swings. Well, I mean, we've got to blame something. If you ask yeah. any nurse or any police officer or any firefighter or anything like that, any first responder, about full moons, they probably 90% of them will tell you there's something to it. Because it just happens. The weirdest things happen, and it's like you would you would be like, well, it can't be coincidence. This happens every time, all yeah. the time, every time. Like it's just, it's what happens. It's a full moon. Every hospital's brace for it. It's it, it's what happens. I mean, maybe and maybe I'm wrong. Been wrong before, twice to be exact. But a lot of nurses that I've talked to since my wife, of course, uh, is basically a nurse. I guess uh, nurse midwife. Um, they all talk about full moons. 
Like in mm. how like the, the the hospital's always busier on a full moon or a Friday the thirteenth. It's just always it's just and it's probably like a lot of psychological, but still, yeah. Can't really argue with results. Now I don't know. Am I affected by the moon's pull? Is like uh are you affected when the moon looks beautiful? Maybe. I mean, we, we look at the stars, Joe, and we think, oh, what a beautiful night, the stars. Uh-huh. So the, by looking at it, we're affected by it. I mean, there's that song that's like, when the moon hits your eye, you know? I, I, like a big pizza pie. Oh, that's, that's it. That's some more. Yeah, no, nothing hits my eye harder than a big pizza pie, if I'm being honest, Joe. That affects me a lot more than the, the pull of the moon. The pull of pizza pulls me a lot stronger than the moon. I saw it. maybe the moon's a factor. Maybe I've been maybe I've been downplaying the moon's pull for a very long time, but I just know that can be counterbalanced with a thing of cheese curds or anything like that. Mm, yeah. I can quickly have my mind made up. Now the one thing we got to keep an eye out, Joe, Mercury's retrograde coming back here on the fourteenth. <laughs> Cancel all big purchases. If yeah. I can tell you one thing, you should make no big purchases. But that, at least in the first week of retrograde, <laughs> if you make a big price, like that's so. If you're thinking of buying a house here in the first week of retrograde, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's a good time to sell, though. So if you're thinking of selling during the first week of mm-hmm. retrograde, that's a great time for you to kind well, of move your plans. It's well, it's like they tell you, you know, buy low in retrograde, sell high at retrograde. <laughs> that's genius, Joe. Yeah. That's that's high thinking, and that's what. The, and you know what, Joe? I don't know if the moon's near you right now, but I feel it pulling you. I feel <laughs> it pulling you towards the positivity. So, Joe, keep up the work. I apologize if you're big into astrology and you feel like we made fun of you this whole time. We might have a little bit, but at the same time, once again, we let a lot of different things influence our moods. So don't let it influence yours. Joe, thanks for stopping on by, my friend, and uh, we will talk to you tomorrow. See you then. So you take the higher road. And I'll take the low road And I'll be in Scotland For ye But me and my true love Will never meet again On the bonny, bonny banks of Loch Lomond Game Day Gilman, do you enjoy burritos? Mm-hmm Burritos are a delicious item They're a big part of my life Um, along with pizza Pizza, burritos, um... Those are probably my number two. That's my top two of things I um, eat on a regular basis. Well, turns out um, North Korea claiming uh, Kim Jong-il invented the burrito. Yeah. Uh, Kim Jong-il, the second who died in 2011, created this savory staple, which was called wheat wraps. According to a North Korean state news agency uh, that they recently claimed. The video accompanies a story showing citizens of the Hermit Kingdom devouring the food. Kim suggested uh, enjoying the burritos with tea in the winter, hmm. says the news story. I, you know, I, 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 this is crazy of me. I would have thought it was like Mexico, I guess. You know, I'm, it's a little weird that I would have been that wrong because they're pretty, the two are pretty far away from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Y- Kudos, man. I wish I would have invented the burrito. I would have called it something cooler than, well, not cooler than burrito. I'd have just called it the Mirito? Miranito? But see, that would have still been stealing the word burrito. Burrito's just the right word. 
Wheat wraps? That sounds like some healthy garbage my wife is trying to feed me whenever I've eaten too much. Oh, you should have some of these wheat wraps. They're quite good. (laughs) No, I want that burrito over there. And I want the regular tortilla. I don't want the... I like corn tortillas and flour. Um, I don't really have a... But if you're trying to give me a wheat wrap, you can uh, wheat that right into the garbage. I'll tell you that much because it's (laughs) trash. I want a regular burrito. According to uh, one of the North Korean defectors, which is just a person that uh, fled the country when they got the opportunity, um, North Korea doesn't have the ingredients to make burritos, nor the ability to supply them to citizens. Variants ingredients such as milk, cheese, and spices are absolutely lacking in order to make a burrito. So, I mean, it's possible they're lying about this, but far be it from me, Joshua Miron here in Pine City, Minnesota right now, to question whether or not North Korea invented the burrito. To be honest, I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. I was not there when the burrito was invented. I, and it, but it really doesn't matter to me who invented it. I just wanted to thank you. I want to thank you so much. for Because, like, you're in my heart. Like, right there. In the burrito spot. Yeah, I got a burrito spot in my heart. Do you know hearts aren't shaped the way they're drawn? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Because they're like, they look like that, like, the, the bump and then the middle dip. Then another bump, and then they both go to like a diamond shape at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Those aren't what hearts look like. Mm-mm. But so, like, I would say my the, the heart looks more like I guess a fist, maybe. Yeah, yeah, and it looks like that thing. I'm a bobber. Now, if you take a chunk of it and replace it with a burrito, that's me. Now, if that was true, I'm I'm talking metaphorically, in case you didn't know that, because if that was real, I would be dead. Can't replace Obviously. can't replace your heart with parts of a burrito. Unless North Korea tells me they can, then maybe I'll listen. The word burrito first appeared in the Mexican dictionary in 1895. That said it was a regional food from <sighs> Guana. What does the J sound like? Isn't it like an H? Guanajanto in the central part of the country. Because jalapenos, hmm. that's like an H sounding for but it's a J, so jalapenos. But you don't say jalapenos, you say jalapenos. So I'm assuming, since there's a J in here, I'm going to say Guadalajara, which is the central part of the country. Um, The dictatorship also uh, claimed in the past that Kim invented the hamburger. Well, I mean, I mean, we, for a long time, we claimed Christopher Columbus uh, pretty much invented America, discovered America. When there's already other people here. So, I I mean, it wouldn't be the first time unless he was without sin cast the first stone. So, we probably shouldn't be the ones to cast the first stone. But I will say I um, I have a little bit of doubt about whether or not he created the burrito. Just a little bit. Just right. Just a, just a little tiny bit. Like one pinto bean of doubt. Plus a little bit of rice. Some corn salsa. You a chicken or steak guy on a burrito game day? Steak. Steak, I used to be a steak guy. I've kind of slid now to the chicken. Although, because I feel like in order for a steak burrito to be good, it's got to have good steak in it. Mm. And unfortunately, good steak is hard to find. While chicken's kind of chicken regardless of chicken, you know what I'm saying? There is a little bit of difference in chicken, but only if it's like the overly processed chicken versus like super fresh chicken. But the overall just aren't, not a lot. So if you got really good steak, I'll probably roll with the steak. But chicken's probably going to be the way I go most of the time. But did they invent the burrito? I don't know. I kind of feel like I did. 15, 13, 20 years ago, 
probably 25 years ago when I took a tortilla and I put some cheese and meat in it and wrapped it up. The greatest thing I ever did, Game Day Gilman, was work at a Taco John's for a while. So that way I know how to wrap a burrito and or taco. I only like their potato lays. You only like their potato... Well, Game Day, I want to... Can I, can I insult you? Just nod yes or no. Can I insult you for a second? I mean, when don't you? So Yes, okay. You can't afford... Taco John's on a regular basis, if I'm being brutally honest. Not on a regular basis. Yes. So you never really given the full menu the opportunity of trying it out? Because if you if you ever say Taco Bell is better than Taco John's, that just means you didn't have the money to try all the things on Taco John's menu. Taco Bell is cheaper and an overall solid product. Like I got no complaints against Taco Bell whatsoever. I'm not going to say anything negative about it. There's nothing really negative to say. They are what they are. Taco John's is the superior place by far, but it costs a lot more money. So a lot of people don't get an opportunity to try everything at Taco John's because it's so expensive. But the meat is better, the beans are better, the cheese is better, the potato lays are better. Like, the potatoes at Taco Bell are 